Well, it's finally happened. You've moved out. You're on your own. Congratulations. But everyone still needs a little help sometimes. Mom, have you seen my wallet? It's in your back pocket. Nah, I checked there. Your other back pocket, dear. Ah, thanks, Mom. Introducing the Mom Personal Assistant, the only smart speaker device with all the wisdom, caring, and sage advice of a mother. Mom, please call Brad. Honey, I'm just not sure he's right for you. Just call him. Okay, calling Ryan. No, Mom, I said call Brad. Trust me. The Mom PA always has your best interests in mind. Wish me luck, Mom. Big interview today. Did you eat breakfast? Uh... Is that what you're wearing? Wait, what? <laughs> Did you even shower? She's there to provide a helping hand whenever you need it. Mom, set a timer for 40 minutes. Mom? The mom personal assistant won't function until you say the magic word. Oh, right. Mom, please set a timer for 40 minutes. Sure thing, hon, but it's only 30 minutes for that dish. The mom PA is always correct and basically knows everything. Mom, what setting should I use for this laundry? Mom, do you think I should color my hair? Hey, mom, can you please order mac and cheese? You still have two boxes. What? No, we're out. Did you look? Yeah, I just looked. It's gone. Do you want me to look? Uh, no, no, it's okay. I'll go look again. Try looking with your eyes this time. Based on God's perfect design, the mom personal assistant is thoughtful, kind, encouraging, and supportive. You are beautiful. It's okay. You're gonna get through this. I am so proud of you. You can change the world. But right now, hon, you really need to change your socks because they smell like a dumpster. Ugh, mom. The mom personal assistant. Always helpful, always reliable, and always there for you. I thought that was great. So, you know, you can find anything on Amazon. I thought this might help, you know, with preaching and things like that. Um, so I thought I'd get my own personal assistant, the mom personal assistant, and we'll see if it helps me out at all today. Because with the baby blessing and Mother's Day, uh, in my great wisdom, I thought, who is the best person to take Proverbs 31 and unpack that and tell all the moms and wives what they should be? Scott. Yes? That's a bad idea. Yeah, but I thought, you know, I could just share my incredible experience and wisdom and knowledge with these moms. Scott, no. <laughs> do not do that. It will not go well. Okay. Uh, well, then maybe I guess we could start with maybe sharing some funny parent tweets. Would you be able to find me some of those? Yes, here are a few. At Mary Fairy Bowberry says, I'm having kids... Close in age, I said. They'll play so nicely together, I said. Hmm. At Lauren Kahn says, my toddler has discovered the word why. Please send help. <laughs> At Life Pitt says, I don't know who needs to hear this, but if your four-year-old goes walking by the room lugging a step stool, nothing good is about to happen. <laughs> That sounds really true. Maybe, could you find some for uh, parents with some older kids? Oh, yes. Here's a good one for parents of teenagers. At Three Sons says, I cleaned out my teen's room and I found eight plates, 21 utensils, a TV remote, eight chapsticks, a burner phone, and apparently we have a cat. 
wow, that's uh, something. Uh, maybe we should go with some advice. Could you find some sort of tweets that give good parenting advice? Sure. This one appears to offer advice. At Wine Cheese It says, my five-year-old lost her first tooth and wanted to bring her tooth fairy swag to school to flex on her friends. This included the white fairy dust, baking soda. So I sent my kid to school with a little bag of white powder for show and tell. Follow me on for more parenting tips. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that's a great parenting tip, uh, mom, personal assistant. Um, maybe we could do something else. Not at this time. How about you do your sermon now? Well, I, th I thought maybe we could find some funny parenting memes we could N share. No, 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 Scott. These nice people are waiting for you to preach. This intro has gone on long enough. Stop talking with me and get on with it. Yes, ma'am. You know, having one of these would be great, you know, and having a mom growing up was, was a lot like this in some ways, like the video sharing uh, wisdom, pointing us in the right direction. Wouldn't it be great to have some sort of device, though, when we came up across choices we had to make, especially choices as, as parents, especially choices as, as young adults, and we could ask, what do we do? And it could tell us what to do. Choose this. Don't choose that. Go this way. That would be an awesome thing to have. But the reality, I believe, from at least my experience is, it could tell me that. And knowing me, especially in my youth, I would go, that's nice. But I want to do this. You know, we're, we're good at maybe hearing advice, but I think we're really good at ignoring it, especially in our younger days. We hear something and we know that that makes sense, but we would rather pursue, uh, for me it was pursue what, what I enjoyed, what made me happy, what was easiest to do at that time, not necessarily what was the wise thing to do, not what a personal mom assistant would tell me to do, but what made me happy. But that's nothing new in our world. Pretty sure all of you sitting out there could go, yeah, I, I've experienced that. I had somebody tell me something wise, and I listened and went, no, and did the opposite thing. And I've paid for it. But that's nothing new in our world. Today I want to unpack uh, some verses from the wisest man in the world, and I'm not going to Proverbs 31. We're going to start earlier in Proverbs, where King Solomon known as the wisest man that lived because he was given wisdom from God, unpacks this concept of us ignoring wisdom. If you want, let's open up to, it's going to be Proverbs chapter 7. We're going to stay there primarily. We're going to start in verse 6. If you've got a Bible or an uh, app that you want to go to, we'll start there. And this is Solomon from the, the level of probably his, his palace. He's up above the city. He can see the streets. He can see things going on. And he's telling us this story, what he witnesses. He says, At the window of my house, I looked out down through the lattice, and I saw among the simple, I noticed among the young men, a youth who had no sense. 
Now, for many of us, those are redundant verses because a youth and no sense go together. But he goes on. He said, he was going down the street near her corner, walking along in the direction of her house at twilight. That's important. As the day was fading, as the dark of night set in. Then out came a woman to meet him, dressed like a prostitute and with crafty intent. You can picture the scene. He's watching and he sees this going on and here's the young man. He's heading to a part of town where he knows he can find what he's looking for. And he has a certain intent. This is going to be a good night, maybe even a great weekend. And he is ready to have some fun. But Solomon sees where he's going. He sees that path. Solomon sees something different. This young man, his intent is happiness, a good time. But Solomon sees that his path is taking him somewhere very different. Jump down a little bit farther into the chapter, verse 21. Solomon understands what's going on. With persuasive words, she led him astray. She seduced him with her smooth talk. At once, he followed her. Like an ox going to the slaughter, like a deer stepping into a noose till an arrow pierces his liver, like a bird darting into a snare, little knowing it will cost him his life. Solomon sees a different path. Solomon sees where this path is going. A young man thinks it's going to a great weekend. Solomon sees the farther distance of this path. He sees the danger that's coming because of the choices this young man is making. Look at the words Solomon uses. The young man's thinking pleasure, but he says he's like an ox. He's going to the slaughter. He thinks he's going to a party. Solomon says, no, 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 you're going to the slaughter. You're stepping into a noose that's going to trap you. You're like a bird darting into a snare, another trap, little knowing it's going to cost him his life. See, Solomon had wisdom. Solomon understood that this path was going a certain direction. He understands when you head out on a road, it's going to take you where the road goes. I experienced this in a lot of ways driving around, but I experienced this when I was a young guy. We were into backpacking, and some friends and I went off, of course, without a map, and we went on a trail. We were going backpacking, and we were going to end up at a lake, a mountain lake, and that's where we were going to set up camp. Well, we chose what we thought was the right fork in the road, and we hiked, and we hiked, and we kept looking for a lake, and we kept looking for a lake, and we hiked, and we hiked, and we hiked. We ended up hiking until it got dark um, and never found the lake. Next morning, we found out why, is we weren't on the path to the lake. See, our intention was to go to the lake, but because of the path we chose, we were never going to get there. See, that's what Solomon's trying to teach us. Your path matters because it takes you somewhere regardless of your intent if i have the intent to head to dallas but i get on i-35 and head south doesn't matter what my intent was i'm not getting to dallas 
Your path takes you somewhere. It can put you in a good place or it can put you in a bad place. Regardless of where you think you're going, it's going to take you where it leads. And Solomon saw that with this young man. And we can see that as we look at others especially. But it's really hard to see that in ourselves. How do we make these wise choices of where to go, what to do? We don't have a mom personal assistant reminding us that we need to shower. How do we make these wise choices? Well, Solomon, a little bit later in Proverbs, gives us a hint of how to do that. Let's take a look at that. We're going to be farther down in Proverbs. We're going to be verse 27. It's just one verse. Here's Solomon's wisdom about choosing the right path, about making the wise choices. It says, The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the price. Solomon's back into this, this path concept that your path takes you somewhere, and when you're on your path, you need to be prudent. You need to be looking ahead. Look at what it says here. It says, the prudent see danger. That means they're looking farther down the road, not just to what's right now, what I want to be happy with right now. The prudent are looking of, where is this path take me? They're looking farther down to what it could lead to. And they see danger. When they see that, and this path is taking me where I do not intend to go, they take refuge. They get off that path. They change. So, but the simple, those that are making wise choices, they just keep on going and pay the penalty. I've seen it. You've seen it. We've seen people take a path in their life and we go, oh, that's a bad idea. But they do it. But the problem is, we do it too. So the question is, how do we become like this? How do we become prudent? How do we look down the path and see danger? How do we look down the path and take refuge and make those wise choices? Well, this morning, I think we've got a way to do that. And especially here at Western Hills, this is the way we want that for you. We want that for your family, for your children. We want that for your life. So how in the world do you become wise? How do you know what's coming along the path? Well, I think one of the ways is you could have a phrase here. This, this is taking that verse and putting it into a prayer. Saying, Lord, help me to see trouble coming along before it gets here. And give me the wisdom to know what to do and the courage to do it. But again, the question is, how do you get to that? You can ask for that, but how do you have the things in your life that lead you to that? I think there's three areas. Here at Western Hills, we believe there's three areas that help you make those wise path decisions. The first one's this, biblical wisdom. We believe you need to be in God's word and have wisdom that comes not from man, but from God. The next thing is, we believe you need to be having trusted Christian voices in your life. Those people that will get around you and say, hey, that's a bad idea. And you know that they're speaking from biblical wisdom. The next one, believe you need to have a Christ-focused mission. 
That makes a difference in what path you choose. So how do you do that? How can you be involved in those three things and shape your, yourself to be a prudent, to be a wise walker on the path of life? So it's real simple. That biblical wisdom, we simply call it, we want you to be in Christ. We want you spending time in God's Word. We want you spending time in worship, listening to biblical teaching, listening to biblical preaching. That's why we do that every week. That's why we have so many different Bible studies and groups going along that are in God's Word. How can you know the right way to go? How can you know what God would call you to do if you haven't even listened to Him? So we call you to that here at Western Hills. Be in Christ. Be connected to God through worship, through Scripture, and through prayer. But the next part, how about those trusted Christian voices? Well, we say it here at Western Hills. We call that doing life with one another. We call you to find those people to be doing life together with that are following that in Christ part. People that are doing life as God would call them to. So they can be in your life. They can be guiding you. They can be shaping you and helping you walk through God's word. But also those are the people, this is so important, those are the people that are there when you start making those choices that lead you down the wrong path. See, we can be so wise. Here's the problem. We are so wise, and we can have a lot of knowledge, but the truth of the matter is, from my experience and probably from your experience, when it comes to making a choice between happiness and wisdom, most of us choose happiness. I want to be happy right now. This makes sense to me right now and we start down that path, we need those voices in our life, those friendships that can go, hey, that's probably not a wise thing to do. You probably shouldn't go out with him or with her. Because you were telling me you want to have a, a, a relationship with your spouse in the future that is strong and based on Christ. That choice is not going to get you there. Or you know what? Some of the voices that are getting in your face and go, listen, this is maybe not the best time for you to be away from home so much. And they can see what's going on. See where I'm going? Those voices that from love and wisdom in Christ can tell you, don't do it. Take the left side, not the right side. It's that Solomon wanting to yell out from his window, run away to that young man. You need people in your life that are going to do that for you that will maybe get in your face kind of people and say, this is a bad idea, and here's why. Let's help you make that wise choice. And that next thing I said is calling you to a Christ-focused mission. And here's one of the realities that we just simply say on mission here. When you are about something more than yourself, you tend to make better decisions. When we're making decisions just about ourselves and what I want and my happiness and not based on what is God calling me to, how can I be on mission for Christ, it changes your perspective. 
you're making decisions based on what you want to get done in the name of Jesus, not what you want to get done in the name of Scott. That Christ-focused mission changes your perspective. So those three simple places, biblical wisdom, trusted Christian voices, and a Christ-focused mission, those are the things that we believe will help shape you to be prudent, to be wise, to know what to do at the right time and where to go. Because so, the reality is, if we left it up to ourselves, we choose poorly. We choose because of ourselves. But if we act prudently, if we act wisely, if we have spent time in God's Word being shaped by worship and His Word, if we spend time around those that are doing that same thing that can speak into our lives at those critical junctures, if we're living not about us, if we're living about the mission of Jesus, then you can, just like that verse, look down the road and be prudent and take refuge and choose something different than where that path goes. Because it doesn't matter what your intention is. It matters what path you're on. It matters where you go and what you do. Because as Solomon would say, every path leads somewhere. Every path takes you somewhere. And you may not be able to see it in your life right now. You're thinking, my path's good. I haven't hit a bump yet. Are you looking down the road? Are you matching your path up with God's wisdom? Are you matching your path up with those trusted Christian voices? Is your path taking you on mission for Jesus or for you? My encouragement to you is to... Pray that prayer. To ask God to give you that wisdom. And especially that courage to do it. A mom personal assistant would be great if it was with us all the time. But we don't have that. We don't have that little voice coming out of a speaker. But we do have the Holy Spirit. And as we walk this path of seeking biblical wisdom, trusted voices, and a mission for Jesus, the Holy Spirit will also tell you, don't go that way. Don't do that. Go this way. Do this. As we close this morning, I want to pray that prayer for all of us. If you would, please stand with me. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you give each one of us, Father, I pray that you give me the wisdom to look ahead, the wisdom to see what choices I'm making. Father, give everyone here the wisdom to see where their path is taking them. And Father, when we see danger, I pray that you bring it right to our eyes, right to our minds, right to our hearts. And Father, give us the courage and the strength. Empower us with your Holy Spirit to make the wise choice, to make the prudent choice, to make the choice that leads 
to life that honors you. Father, let us leave the desire for simply happiness behind as we move towards holiness. And Father, I know that as a church, if we do that, Father, you will bless that. You will bring in things, Father, that we can't even hope or imagine for what your church will do here and around the world. So, Father, give us wisdom and give us courage. And may we choose the path that honors you. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.